same time yeah we are live we have been live my guy we're alive or we're alive i don't know about alive medical school has a, there's a clear distinction there that we gotta make yeah let's see how's the gain on this mic check one two yeah we're good um so as your boy barat is playing clash of clans uh i'm gonna talk to you really quickly on my own um i'm gonna put the mic between my legs yo how's this ice cream and have a bite of this brownie. Mm. Vanilla ice cream. Phenomenal. Is this ASMR? Our uh, two roommates, wonderful roommates, um, made, uh, made the brownies earlier. And then we contributed the ice cream to this. And uh, it's from Baraz's hometown. It's called Brigham's, uh, Birmingham's. Whatever you call it, your hometown, Birmingham. Birmingham. Um, <laughs> nice little ice cream. <laughs> it's sensational. It's really exquisite. There's nothing I'd rather be doing right now than eating this brownie with vanilla ice cream. I got podcasting with your boy. So yeah, that's just a cherry on top. Mm. The ice cream. The podcasting. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. I had a, I had a, I had a crazy week. I probably worked the most this week um, than any week in medical school so far. Um, and I know you've also been grinding at doing internal medicine at Brigham and Women's Hospital, um, one of the top hospitals in the world, you know. And uh, barber today said that he was born right across the street. And I was like, where? And he's like, the Brigham and Women's. Isn't it crazy if you're like. Born at a hospital, and your job, everything that you've known in life, is right next door? Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't do that. You couldn't? No, I don't know. I feel like... I mean, now that I've seen a little bit more of the world, mm. I feel like it's... It gives a lot of perspective seeing things. And if I, if I literally lived on the same street that I was born on... Unless the guy travels a lot. With, yeah, he does. You can still travel. No. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just interesting. I don't know. It's like life and everything you, everything you know, your whole existence began at that hospital right across the street. Yeah, it'll probably end at the hospital too if you, <laughs> if you live there. <laughs> that is really, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, happy haircut, bro. Looks good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, on, the, on that subject of birth. So, yep. Hit how me. would you feel about Hit me. choosing where you're going to be buried and being able to see it like regularly? Hmm. Would that would that alter your perspective on life? Who sees it, me or the people? Let's the- say you like you know a spot. It's like pretty close to where you where you live and you've settled down, mm-hmm. and like you go on a run or whatever, and you know exactly where it is. You see it all the time, pretty regularly, on the way back to, from work, like whenever you're doing shit. Interesting. You pass by it, and you're like, "That's where you're gonna die in the future, or you're gonna get buried." So I'll answer your question, but then I'll tell you what I think about my, what I want to do. Um, if that if that was what I was doing. I think it would be a good reminder, you know, every day that you're going to die someday. Like, don't take this stuff for granted. 
um, have a healthy fear in your life of 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 death because I think we generally don't fear death. You I know? think we fear it. I think we, we act like it's not going to. But we push us. it away. We, yeah. we, we don't. We don't like actually accept that we have this fear. So we like do all these things to like pretend that we're not scared. But I think we need to feel scared to death. Like, dude, imagine right now if you knew you were going to die in an hour. What? Like, you would be terrified. Right? You want a little bit of that, but not like, you know, knowing you're... Yeah, dead. sure. <laughs> but that being said, I want that to be the topic of our conversation today. Is like, mm-hmm. how can we live each day like it's our last? Yeah. Apart from knowing exactly where you're going to be buried in the future. Yeah. Because I feel like, dude... That's I, a good way to do it, though, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you look at it like, I'm going to be there. I'm dead. Fucking snap. Like, you wake, it wakes you up. <laughs> what made you think about that? I don't know. Oh, like the birth thing, being born in the hospital right across the street. Oh, yeah. Um, but to 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 add a little bit, I think I want to be cremated. I don't think I care really? about my body. Yeah, being underground somewhere. When you care, I want to be cremated. Clearly, you have some preference. Okay, I think I do. Uh, <laughs> I want I want some of it to go back to Syria. Oh, it's some of the powder. Man went deep. Yeah, so I guess I do care, but. Do you care where in Syria? No, just some of it. You just want to contribute your carbon to the forthcoming carbon molecules. Yeah, in Syria, they want one of the trees, you know, to be. I mean, they'll be they'll be blessed to have your carbon your carbon atoms. No man, I'm blessed to be, to have been born there. Wow, yeah, I haven't thought about death in a while. We really don't think about it that that often. Especially when we're busy. Oh yeah. And time just passes us. Death death likes to sneak up on you when you're not looking at it, because death hates when you look at it in the eyes, bro. Ooh. It like slows down, but as soon as you look away, it starts to pounce. Ooh. Can you expand a little bit? Just like... Why does death not like when... Whenever we're doing shit in our life that's like so mindless and like keeps us busy without even... Without us even realizing how much time is passing. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a positive thing, like you're enjoying your life so much. Next thing you know, you're gonna be old as fuck and like dying. Mm. And unhappy. I see what you mean. Yeah, that, that was probably... One of my biggest fears when I started growing up, well, that was such a bad statement because we were just talking about it, but I've thought about it as I was growing up and I moved to America and I started to think about, okay, so I get to decide what my life is going to look like, right? Like I'm not a kid. I'm going to be, I'm going to be an adult at some point. And I would look at people around me and for some reason I was so much more in tune to how people were upset. And I would always, it would always be, and I would think about why they were upset when they're older. And I could always trace it back to them not taking risks or not putting in the work when they're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like there's something in your life right now that you're not taking the risk in or that you're not putting in the work in? Like, what do you feel like right now if you were to die... Um, or if you're to continue living a life like this, you'll die at, like a you'll accept your life before you die, or do you think you'd be like fuck? I wish I did this or didn't do that. Like where where on the spectrum are you of regret? Let's see, it's a really deep, double-edged sword type question. I feel like at the trajectory that I'm on right now, I have like I finally I'm starting to have like plans in my life and goals. Like, before, it was just, like, I got to finish med school and see what happens, but that, in that, in that time, like, I would feel like I'm going to die unsatisfied. 
because I felt like I didn't have a direction and I was just working my butt off for no reason. But now that I'm starting to build direction, I'm starting to think of a specialty that I like and what I want to do with my life. Like I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like putting in the work is not a problem for us. But the risk part, to answer that part of the question, I don't think I'm taking any risk. Whether that scares me or not, I don't know. Sometimes I hear about kids killing it in crypto. I'm like, well, I could be doing that right now. Might miss the boat on that one. Is that risky? I think it's pretty risky right now. Well, it's, we're not gonna start a whole crypto conversation, but well, I, well, I want, I, I want to not tech, not technically, uh-huh. not why Bitcoin is better than Ethereum or whatnot, but <laughs> um, why do you think that is something you should be doing? Uh, maybe it's the idea of taking a risk that has huge rewards. Like you can get a, you can get on in on something or some project. What are the rewards? You want to look at the costs and the rewards. So for crypto, like if you put in like $100 in a penny stock, mm-hmm. you can lose 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. But the potential gain could be astronomical. So we're talking monetarily. Yeah, I'm speaking. purely monetarily in terms of risks. Yeah, and benefits. Yeah. Is there any other benefit other than the money? No, I mean, just the money is the end so goal. So is money here. that important? The money is the end goal. I mean, you can use the money to be happy. Buy yourself some time. Yeah, that's all. That's the most. That's the most precious currency in the world. It's time. My this actually fits in really well. So I've been uh, working with this chief resident on neurosurgery for this past week. I've been like falling around everywhere, and he's been hitting me with like some wisdom uh, tidbits every now and then. And uh, he was yesterday. He told me, um, "You can't control everything that happens in your life." I'm gonna. I'm, I'm definitely rewarding here. Um, you can't control everything that happens in your life, and you want to try to change your environment, but you can't do that until until you change yourself first. You have to change yourself before you can change anything, um, and that's where the power is. Pretty much, I rewarded all this. I definitely, I messed it up too. But I think the the just gets there. And the reason I say that, I think trying to get money is not a bad thing in and of itself mm-hmm. but trying to realize trying to understand why we want the money is really important um and i think it almost always comes down to a cause that's very superficial and do you think for any, anybody who wants money that's usually what it, why they want the most money? of the times yes because what is that give me an example of cause is superficial because we think money is gonna like make us happier but it doesn't um, the pursuit of getting money might make us happier because yes. the because the, the process itself. But is the process of trying to figure out crypto enjoy enjoyable? Like, is that going to be something that's going to cause you to grow as a person? Do you think? I, I mean, I enjoy it initially because I enjoy any new project that I do. But long term, definitely would not want to be a trader for life. So, what would you want to be long term? I don't know, but I know that money can buy you happiness. By buying yourself time to be to do things that make you happy. I kind of how much money that takes is is it, is up to debate. We can we can talk about that. Well, let me ask you. Let, let me be more technical here because I kind of disagree. What what would what what are the things right now that you think would make you happy that you don't have the time to do? Travel, nonstop. Go home and see my family anytime I want. Be able to work out in the afternoon when the sun's <laughs> out. Being able to see the sun. 
Mm-hmm. Those, kind, those kinds of things. Hmm. And if I had the money and wouldn't have to worry about a future career, I could just do. I mean, you can do something else that makes you enough money to where you can get off early enough in the afternoon to do that. Yeah, or you can just take a specialty and uh, clinician lifestyle that'll let you do that later on. Okay, that's fair. Because I do want to practice medicine still. Mm-hmm. The money that I get from my specialty of choice and practice setup will buy me the time later. That's fair. Yeah. I might be, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I think, I know for me, money is not going to make me happy. But I think generally for me, I think just working really hard. And I've always, my dream as a little kid was to be free. I just wanted to be free. And I didn't realize what I wanted to be free from. I think I wanted to be free of, like, my parents, like, rules and stuff as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And as I grew up and I, like, had my, like, my parents stopped, like, have, like making me do stuff or, like, forcing me to do things. I realized that it wasn't that freedom of that anymore. And then I, now I realize what it is. I want to be free of myself and my mind. What's um, keeping your mind in shackles, bro? So many, like, childhood beliefs and I don't want to say trauma because I'm not I don't think I'm like traumatized traumatized as a little kid but like this all these like childhood things and this invisible the invisible societal rules that we all follow to some extent I just I've I think I realized I just want to be free of all those things um and the only way I've I've discovered to do that is just to like to work really hard because to work really hard, you have to face your demon demons. So, when you, when you fit, so you need especially like neurosurgery where you're always working really hard. Which is why I like neurosurgery. Yes, I like neurosurgery a lot because I'm helping people. I, I work really hard, and like I I like I like almost everything about it. Like I love I love using my hands. As soon as you stop working hard, you start you start to look for something else to do. Yeah. Then you start getting trapped. Yeah. In your mind. So I think that's why I was I was saying that money's not gonna buy happiness. But I think different people have work through their mental stuff differently um would you not get tired i do that and and that's when you have to face your demons is when you get tired because you have to keep going and to me like that's when those those thoughts come out wow i really hope no one so i've been thinking i want to ask you well ask your opinion do you think this is gonna come come to bite me in the ass Picking is, is tough. Feeling. No, recording this and when I apply to residency. <laughs> I mean, if you like switch to, well, no, I mean, I don't think so because people's, I hope, people's I hope. minds change. I hope not. I think your podcasts are totally informative and interesting. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah. Very thought provoking. I appreciate it, bro. And uh, if anything, this episode will help you get into neurosurgery, so you should probably call it that. How I got into neur- or neurosurgery, please accept me. <laughs> yeah. But, um, what was I going to ask? Well, the top three podcasts that, that, that I have, um, uh, that I've recorded were all podcasts I've recorded with you, bro. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's because you play off well. Mm-hmm. And we always get into these very existential, deep type questions. Yeah. Which everyone thinks about, but is too afraid to talk about. Yes. Okay, back to the original question you you, you started with. Oh, how do we live our life to the fullest? Hmm. What do you think med students can do to ensure they keep that goal in mind through Journal. medical school? Journaling might actually, like, be seriously. Mm-hmm. It does. Do you journal? I used to. I just, now I just... I can't keep up with stuff consistently in med school. 
Yeah. In general. It's always something that throws you off schedule. Yeah. How about you? I used to journal too. Uh, journaling. <laughs> yeah, so journaling. Uh, I I think working out for me is really important. Uh, always. Um, I can tell. Yeah. I can't tell. What? I I dude I I I I actually I'm not I'm starting to look like I don't work out. Uh, Bra- lost it, Bra- Brazilian jiu-jitsu is not really like a physique it's cardio. Thing. Yeah, it's a lot of cardio um, technique. But yeah. So working out is, is how you live life to the fullest. No, this is the thing that keeps me grounded to oh, make sure that no. I mean, but to some extent, yeah, too. Because I think all, all deep down we have this like desire to do something physical every day almost. Because mm-hmm. we're animals to some extent, right? Yo, question. Yes. Is the buttermilk thing for your birthday night? Yeah. Okay, I thought these were two different events, but I know both of them were for bir- for your birthday. Mm-hmm. So I was just shook at how quickly two birthdays passed. No, no, no. Same birthday. Yeah, it's the same birthday. Yeah. What else been going on in your life? That's a good way to remember death and to live life to your fullest. Birthdays. Collect all your birthday gifts and put them in one spot. (laughs) When they start to pile up, you're like, well, a lot of life went by. Yeah. Sorry, what'd you ask? Uh, I was like, what what else has been going on in your life? Well, I'm not working at the Veterans Association anymore, so I get weekends. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I was working six days a week for a month. Now I'm working five days a week for a month, and I was so excited and looking forward to having a week, like a full weekend again. When it came, like I felt like I didn't get any more time than when I did before. You know what that's telling me? What? I'm putting in like sub minimal amount of effort into making the most of my time. Cause I got more free time, and I didn't use it, and I felt like I just wasted it. Mm-hmm. So I should start re-examining my habit, and not the seconds that I got. Hmm, that was very insightful. And a lot of people don't think about it that way. And a lot of people just blame things, right? They're we're so good. We're so good at blaming things. Yeah. Um, wait, this weekend was the second weekend you had. Second weekend I've had. So that's two two data points. Yeah, and you still feel like you didn't do more or yeah. had. Hmm. I still have the same feeling that I did when I was at the VA, wishing that I had more like days off. Hmm. Full twenty four hours I've been afforded. What do you think happened? I think I'm using it. Because before, when I had like a full two-day weekend before the VA, I, well, I guess while I was at the VA, I only had one weekend. I couldn't really like waste time at night. I had to sleep the next, so I can wake up early the next day. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, when I get a full weekend like this, I can, I know that I'm going to have nothing to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I can just stay up at night. Usually when I'm up at night and anyone's up late at night, they're just waste time. You're like like yeah. Tasha Clans, for example. <laughs> Record podcasts. <laughs> Record podcasts. <laughs> so I have more time to do what I shouldn't be doing, I guess is what happened. And then you wake up later. Next day. Yeah, exactly. So in a sense, I was more productive when I had to sit, when I had to work six days a week. Do you think had, is your mood the same this like these two weekends and the uh, the weekends when you work? It's, it's actually better. I will say your mood is better. So much better. What do you think contributed to that? We're doing doing like mindless things that I prefer to do. In my Relaxing. Yeah. yeah. Vibing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to relate since you're such a hard worker. Yeah. And you need to work hard to, to do it. Like, you're not shackled you know, to yourself. You know, you know. I mean, I, 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 I feel like you... Okay, have you noticed for the past month, like, I wasn't really... I haven't really been, like, talking to you guys as much and not no. really... You didn't notice? Oh. oh see, I was all in my head. But this week, I haven't been... In, this weekend, I have not been in my head because I worked so hard the week before. So. Before that, you weren't working as hard. 
So you were in your head? I don't think so. I was working as hard, no. Are you still, how many Your World questions do you have left? I haven't started Your World. You haven't started Your World, bro? Yeah. But how I many f- questions are there? Dude, I'm not even halfway through the, the clerkship. I have time. Uh, how many questions are there? 500. Oh, okay. You're fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think okay. Madison had 1,000 something. I'm going to start next weekend. Yeah, like have 1,600 or something. 1,000 something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 1,600? Is that how? I, I, I don't know. You know. I don't know. I don't know. Is it 1,000? I, I should know. Yeah. It's over 1,000 regardless. But I, I, I'm slated to be done a month out. Maybe the cards were like 1,600 or something. Mm. Yeah. I'm enjoy- I actually enjoy sitting down and, and learning medicine. I will not deny that. It's the waking up early part that still gets to me. And rounding. Oh, you're going to love surgery then. Uh, <laughs> how early are you waking up? Five? Thirty? Five, yeah. Five-ish. Yeah. And I'm working till five. Mm-hmm. Five, six-ish. But... Yeah, you're working a lot. I mean, I mean like, I'm learning so much. I can't imagine, like, any other way of learning medicine than not just, like, being there the whole time. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you're there? A lot of tasks. I'm taking care of three patients. So, like... A lot of calling home, calling family, mm-hmm. writing notes, re-examining before PM rounds. Oh, you do PM rounds and AM rounds? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. But the rounds are done in the room, in our in our work room. Like uh, uh, table rounds? They call yeah. it card flipping. Really? Because yeah. they have cards for your patient? Well, they, technically. Not no, really. no. <laughs> That's fun. Theoretically. I had one attending on neuro- no, neurology who had flashcards. And he would have a flashcard for every patient. I'm like, that's so genius. Because you could the, just uh, write all your, like, whatever you need on it and just the, know. The bit, the, oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. We had somebody who did that at the Brigham, but I realized you are at the BI. I yeah. I ask who it was. Yeah, that is genius. Yeah. What are you doing tomorrow? Actually, what is one thing you're looking forward to tomorrow? Tomorrow? Tomorrow's Sunday. Yeah. Uh... If you don't have one, I want you to make something. No, no, I have a couple. I want to clean my room. <laughs> Wasn't that supposed to be today? I I'm I did a lot, I did three loads of laundry today, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I have to clean my room tomorrow. I want to work out, and I just want to stop you right there. And, this man is and looking study, forward to doing things and study. That, <laughs> this man is looking forward to doing things that ninety nine point nine nine percent of people don't want to do: work out, clean his room, and study. Dude, I was designed to work. My mind is literally designed to work. People call that ADHD, but... Yeah. Some scholars might argue against it. That's where I find peace. Mm-hmm. But... Why is that? Is it because you're not thinking? You're distracted? I think when I'm not doing anything, I think a lot. Well, you can do something by, you know, by not being a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just, I like surgery and I like the nervous system too. And I like the technology involved in it, dude. You know he's into neurosurgery when he calls it the nervous system. The ner- yeah. I like the brain. Well, the, I do like the brain more than the spine. Yeah. Yes. Oh, really? Okay. Good. Yeah, You're yeah, not yeah. an ortho, bro. Yeah. No, not ortho. And Kate, you might change your mind later. You might not want to say that in this clip. No, no, no. I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you already asked me. I haven't said anything about what I'm, what I'm into. No, he, but not, you, but not you asked me. Um, <laughs> but no, dude, the technology they use is kind, of, is kind of crazy. They put, they take an MRI of the patient the day of the surgery in the morning, and they put these like stickers on their head. They called fiducials. Um, fiducials. Yeah, that's what they call. <laughs> I don't want to get fiducials. And, and well, don't get neurosurgery <laughs> done. And then don't when get brain cancer. right before the surgery happens, they have these like cameras that can locate where the fiducials are, and they and you have a pointer, and you put the pointers on the on each fiducial that it tells you to. So then the camera knows where the patient's head is in, in, in 3D space, 
and then it can match it to the MRI scan. So then during the surgery, to know where the tumor is before opening anything, you put this pointer on the top of the person's head and it shows you exactly where oh you're, my God. Where you're, all, where you're pointing to, where you're pointing to in the MRI. That's and crazy. you know how deep you need to go, what angle yeah, you need to go? Like, okay, that stuff is really cool. And that could tie into like your background in like innovation and entrepreneurship too. Yeah. So you can combine your two passions. All of it. Wow. Literally all of it. But yeah, um, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe ortho, maybe I'm thinking plastic. the same thing with ophthalmology. Maybe plastics. Actually? Why is that? Surgery. Mm-hmm. It's a cool organ. Part of the nervous system. You think the eye's cool? <laughs> well, it's part of the nervous system. Right? That's what, that's what makes it cool. cool. That's what makes it cool. Of course, the eye's cool. And there's so much medicine still. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, like, autoimmune disorders. And it's a second. good lifestyle. I don't know. That's I don't care about that. <laughs> and it's ripe with innovation, bro. Yeah, yeah. That fruit is bearing so much innovation. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I can t- tie in my interest in the same way, but with a couple more hours in the week. Mm-hmm. What made you realize that? Did you see like a doctor or just you thinking about it? Well, my cousin, uh, who is the only MD in our like whole extended family, is an ophthalmologist. And we got off the phone the other day and he was kind of talking about his day to day. And we weren't even talking about like ophthalmology or residency in general. He was just ta- we were just chatting and catching up. Mm-hmm. And he seemed so happy. And uh, he enjoyed it and he was having a good time. He's in, he, does a, he does glaucoma in Texas. He's in a group practice with a couple of the couple guys. And he was just geeking about it. That's so good. Like, yeah, I'm gonna reconsider this and reach out to a couple of friends. That's awesome, man. I think eye doctors are really are really cool. I used to I used I used to wear glasses as a little kid like all the time, and I had this doctor who had this theory was that instead of instead of when your eye gets worse you increase the prescription it was like decrease it to make sure your eye keeps like like working out your eye working out your eye muscles so that they correct themselves over time. And now I don't have to wear glasses anymore. What? Yes. Yes, dude. Isn't it crazy? A doctor in Syria who, like, you know, has, like, a... Well, I, I'm not talking crap about doctors in Syria, but still, you know? Like, it's not like a, a doctor at Harvard. Um, is, is this, like, in the literature? I don't know. Have well, you looked that up? No, I have not. That. That's what I'm looking forward to doing tomorrow. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but, okay. That's cool. See, but having direction is kind of... That's what I'm saying. It just set, makes you feel so much better. Yes. We're all... We're, we're all obviously, especially because we're in med school, because kind of self-selective in that case but we're all like goal driven mm-hmm. and for the past year i know you probably felt the same way it just felt like we didn't have any direction exactly at all and it's like we're in just, college again now and then you feel like depressed but you know you're not like clinically depressed because you know there's like a reason for it but then yeah. you can't get out of it still but so it's good now that we have some some form of because uh, like now we know what research to do like mentorship to make yeah like we feel like there's like a direction and that we're not doing this for nothing Life is not, is it's it's less chaotic. It's less random. There's yeah. some, we feel like I have a little bit more control. We're so type A. <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. That's the only reason. I mean, that's why we're here, so. Yeah. We're doctors. But we still do cool stuff. Yeah, I think so too, like this. Yeah, we record podcasts. Stop playing basketball, though. You can blame med school for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked up basketball in medical school. And you just dropped it here, too. Yeah. So I guess it's a zero-sum game. It is. So you can't blame anybody for that. Yeah. You should right. get um, a basketball or a hoop for your room. That'd be cool. Yeah. We'll see. Alright. 27 minutes. I think, I think that's pretty good time. <laughs> is that the most, I think? We had a, a, th- a 30 plus video. We did have a 30 plus. 70 school. 27 school. Alright. Thanks, bro. I really appreciate it. Thanks so, so, dude.
course. Pleasure. I'm down to do it all the time. Not as good as ice cream, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll still take it. See y'all. All right. Peace. Ugh.